Welcome everybody to another episode of Strife's Sanctum. My name is Citizen Strife, and we're doing yet again another Halloween episode. This will be our last one of this month, and of this year, and we're going to talk about ghost stories, an anime from the early 2000s. And I do have to stress, this is one of the stranger ones, because obviously every anime is done in Japan and whatnot, and nice for my channel purposes anyway, Not nobody's really been like, oh my god, why are you talking about dubs so much? I'm like, uh, again, physical limitations, can't read subtitles, legally blind, all that shit. Anyway. And besides, that's what I grew up with anyway before I was before I knew I was legally blind anyway. So I have a both an accessibility and well built-in excuse. However, this week, funny enough, the dub version is what's the most memorable. Because Ghost Stories started, apparently, as whether a successful or middling successful show in its original Japanese run. And ADV picked it up. ADV, which is now known as Sentai Filmworks. Um, before Funimation took most of the license, you can find this on uh, on Crunchyroll. What they ended up doing, whether it was the actors, the directors, whomever, they just said, "Fuck it, we don't care." Apparently, the Japanese masters don't care. Just make it funny. So. They just decided to have whole hog to just have fun with it. What ended up happening was it turned into a crass version of a very basic find ghosts, kill ghosts, seal ghosts bullshit story. And a lot of the jokes are dated. A lot of the jokes kind of overstay their welcome at that time. But if you've never watched a dub like this. This is one of the closest things I would get to the raunchy American humor and pop culture references that you'd get. Um, the only other one I could think of doing... Well, the only two that I can think of that would rival this would be Shin-Chan from like 2007-2008. Um, they did a very similar idea. And then Panty and Stocking. Now, I think Shin-Chan and Panty and Stocking are better... Mostly panty and stocking, but again, for for Japanese shows to just completely balls out and say, you know what, we're gonna do our best to try and mimic American style humor because we we kind of get used to, you know, harem comedy or isekai comedy or stuff that's way too meta from like, oh my god, isekai references and video game logic and you know no we're talking pop culture references weird bullshit insulting celebrities all sorts of bullshit or just some random curse words or things that used to not be good and again i will throw in some examples some that are good now in 2022 some that have not aged well but to give you a, a reference point to go on because Really, the story does not matter. I mean, they followed the story, but they did not care. They just said, where can we throw in some lines? Where can we throw some digs? Where can we fuck with our own voice acting crew? Sometimes even talking in first person, just saying, hey, 
Chris, fuck you. You know, little shit like that. Uh, Chris Patton, the actor, not the character he's playing. You know, little shit like that. Things you just don't see. Fourth wall breaks you don't see. Um, Changing a person's ethnicity and changing his entire family's ethnicity to just be a joke. Um, Just stupid things like that. Um, Again, do I think that this will appeal to everybody? No. But as a weird time capsule of early to mid-2000s, back when we weren't so fucking self-conscious and soft and, you know, whiny bitches on the internet... I mean, we were, but it wasn't nearly as widespread. Thanks, Facebook and Twitter. That's perfect. Anyway, um, if this show is not politically correct, pfft, sue me. I liked it. Whatever. I rewatched it a couple of weeks ago, mostly to kind of reference some of the shit that we were going to talk about. Um, because I remember, I think it was about five years ago now, um, the main voice actors that go to cons up in Minnesota are from Sentai Filmworks and Funimation slash Crunchyroll. Um, one of the mainstays of the Minnesota con circuit is Greg Ayers, who does a voice in this show. And he is an self-admitted anime fan, you know, because a lot of actors have said they're really busy, don't care, you know, or can't find time to watch their own work sometimes, and usually rely on us. I said this before about Quentin Flynn and some others. They're just like, I'm too busy. You guys know more shit about this than I do. And I keep up with it thanks to YouTube, you know. But Greg is a fan. He started as a fan. He is a fan. He can reference any practical anime you can talk about. So throw an anime out there he was in, he will freaking go nuts over it. Even some of the more obscure stuff. When I mentioned Ghost Stories, I remember his eyes lit up so much that when I met him later for an autograph signing, he personally signed it as Ghost Stories for the win because we sat there and chatted for a couple of minutes just because this was such a weird thing to work on because you can cut yourself a little loose and cut yourself a little slack rather than just, you know, stick to convention, which, again can be fine sometimes but you need a show like this to remind you that acting can be fun um but as far as what an actual story is well we'll start with characters as we always do um and again going to go with the english voice acting here if you know the japanese version and can qualify if it was a better version or not go ahead i that's your personal preference i watch the english versions i just do Anyway, uh, Satsuki Miyanoshida, uh, main character, voiced by Hilary Haig. She was in uh, Full Metal Panic as Captain, was it Testarossa? Yeah, I just watched it. I should remember. I should remember. Um, good show. Anyway, uh, she was Captain Testarossa in that. She was in Razafon as, was it Megami? Is it this pink-haired girl? That's what I knew her mostly from. And then this. Uh, she and her bro- her little brother, um, Keiichiro, who's voiced by Christina Auten, who did, um, uh, Izumi Curtis, teacher from Fullmetal Alchemist, they go to a new school, uh, one in elementary version, the other in, like, later elementary, because she's, like, 11 or 12 or something, 11th grade, I think, um, so probably, like, middle school. 
I, I'm trying to remember. It was like sixth grade or something like that. It, she's older. He's younger. Go with it. So she plays a protective role in whatever. But they go to a school, unbeknownst to them, has an old schoolhouse that is infested by ghosties and weirdos and ghosties and weirdos and shit. Her mother has passed away. But apparently, way back when, her mother fought those same ghosts and sealed them and has a book and says, here's how you do it. And of course, the dub would have some weird spells like, uh, Denny's isn't open today. Denny's isn't open today. You know, I'm making that up, but, but paraphrase it. They would just say some dumb fucking phrase over and over as the seal rather than what the original actors did. Um, so she goes to the school. Kiichiro is this weird, whiny boy. And I think, if I remember right, somebody mentioned Christine hated doing this role, or she herself said it. I don't remember her saying that outright. I might be wrong. But her entire, like, outside of a few lines here and there, she portrayed this kid as a freaking whiner and could not do anything other than, (laughs) you know, just weird screams and... weird things she would scream and you'd even hear you'd even hear the character off camera just just make those noises most of it was for fun but every once in a while he'd get a he'd get a funny line and like he was crying and making those noises and then Satsuki would go over and ask him and she'd be like going what's wrong he'd be wearing these polka dot cow looking pajamas and she'd go these pajamas are gay so she did get a funny line here and there, but again, it's Satsuki's show, pretty much. Um, let's see, there's Momoko Koika, Koika Kakubo, that's a hard pronunciation, uh, Monica Rial, also from Razafon, but practically every freaking Funimation and ADV show you can think of. She's been in everything. Watamote, I think she was Uz- Uzaki-chan, wants to hang out. I think she was the main character in that, too. Uh, she's been in Shin-chan, so she has experience with this sort of thing. Um, but she was also, oh, oh God, yes. She was in Tales of Berseria as well. Forgot that one. She was, uh, Ceres and, uh, Velvet's sister, uh, was it Celica? So she's been in Berseria, which was awesome. I just remembered that. Like a moron! I should have remembered that. But anyway, she's been in everything. Um, her character in this show is a Jesus freak. Again, going by the dub version, probably just a random high school girl, a pretty high school girl, a little older than the rest of the group, a little nicer than the rest of the group. But in this version, all she does is say, praise Jesus. She is a Jehovah's Witness and proud. Every line she has something like, I wish you would have accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior or or denounce Satan as your God or something like that weird and shit. But then every once in a while, she'd have a line where she'd, she would follow along with the voice actress. They were talking about some guy's, some guy's legs or some guy's butt as he was running. And she'd go, praise Jesus. Oh, God, you're right. <laughs> so, so she duels the character as the Jesus freak, but also gets possessed by Satsuki's mother whenever shit goes south. And then she's just there to kind of like, tell everybody get your shit together and all that junk so that's her job is to act as dual characters um the main male lead is hajime oyama voiced by chris uh, Patton, who was sosuke sagra in full metal panic 
So you're starting to see a trend here. And um, um, he was also in Raza Fawn as Ayato Kamina. I've really got a... I've been putting off Neon Genesis Evangelion and Raza Fawn. I probably probably gonna do Evangelion first just because it's more memorable but I like Razafon more don't at me I, I I wanted to like Evangelion I really did anyway uh Chris Patton's main characters in a lot of shows ADB did and good reason too pretty good um but Hajime is just a perv just a jerk just a just a dork and you know he'd say like keep your pants up or don't show your ass or comment about Sasuke's panties or just, just weird fucking junk you know he's the main male lead and out of context you see Sasuke smile and then you'd be wondering what the fuck is Chris gonna say and it's just like nope I'm gonna fucking ruin the scene with context I'm just like out of context he he would say something lewd and whatever the fuck and their whole relationship and I'm sure this is true in the Japanese version is just to be Boy meets girl, boy hates girl, but she sees her pan he sees her panties a lot and goes nuts, you know, that sort of dumb thing. Um and did I mention they're like late elementary school students or junior high students? It's kind of creepy, but whatever the fuck, whatever. Um, this is Japan. Run with it. I don't fucking know. Anyway, we also have Leo Kakinoki, voiced by Greg Ayers, as I said. And Leo Kakinoki is a Japanese name, so the English dub turns him Jewish. Jewish. And the other uh, characters in his family all speak like Mort Goldman from Family Guy. Just because. <laughs> Specifically, the mother. Uh, the mother, I think, was voiced by Brittany Karboski, who's been in a lot of the other ADB stuff and Funimation stuff, and just hearing her have to do, like, Mort Goldman was just really weird for what stuff they were given. Like, he would be the lead role in a play, and he'd just go fucking ape shit and be like... I like, he would be talking about how blood was coming from his hands, and he'd just revel in it. It's like, these people don't know anything! I'm gonna be in my trailer! You know, that sort of shit. And you could tell Greg was having fun with it, because, again, I've seen him in countless fucking shows and i'm sure we're going to talk about other roles he's been in but um you know just for reference he was in stuff like speed grapher clanad salty ray gangsta you name it much like monica he's been in everything so much so that they were together when monica first got her job <laughs> that's one of the lines he leads with in his panels um you can tell i've met these people um but again Japanese dude, Jewish kid. Don't ask me. Maybe they were trying to make him Kyle, but with Cartman's attitude. I have no clue, but they just went with it. Um, there was a line that Greg had to say. You know how they have to do lip flaps in anime, and that's the flaps. Um, they, they fucked around with it, and they sped up the line super fucking quick. And either Greg had to say it super quick, or he just sped up the line. I'm going to bet he said it super quick and he's just like, oh my god, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's see. You know, he couldn't sync up his lines to the flaps because the original voice is just bleh in your face constantly. So they're fucking around with how they're doing the voices. You know, it's just little stupid shit like that. And his role in the party is just to 
just to be a jerk and be a bit of a tech nerd, but also be an asshole about it. Um, you know, Kyle to uh, Hajime Stan, basically, because he's Jewish. Um, the other main character is Amina Jaku, voiced by Rob Mungle. Uh, he, he's mostly known for this role because he plays a possessed kitty. Why the fuck not? It was in the original show. Why the fuck not? I would advertise that as my character too, if that's what I was known for. Um, but I remember um, when he talked about this, he said he kind of fucked around with a with a Jack Nicholson impression and messed around with his voice a little bit to do not exactly a Jack Nicholson, but screw around with it a little bit and make it his own still. Because Amina Jaku is this big fucking giant fuck that they sealed in the first episode into their kitty. So now he lives with, you know, Satsuki and her family. And he's just constantly fucking with the party. So I say party because of game, you know. But again, you have these six characters always constantly going on little things, doing stupid things. You have a monster who lives in a toilet. You have a monster who runs, or you have a ghost. There's a spirit of a kid who was killed in a car accident, but he likes to run. Hence the the joke about the kid and his ass, because he runs fast. Um, there was one about a painter. There was another one about, oh God. Um, you listen to this piano over and over and over, and then it'll fuck with the electrical system in their house and then it will you know standard horror fare right nothing super fancy and and you know that's really the problem is it does kind of drag after a while you know after about 10 there's only 20 episodes so it's not even a full 24 or 26 but it is episodic so really you're there to see where the jokes go and where they land and i think of course once you once you know what you're in for, you know, your mileage may vary. Um, but, I, but again, there are little funny things like, these pajamas are gay, like I mentioned before. Um, the ending scene of Amina Jaku, of <laughs> Rob Mungle basically saying, I win an Academy Award for playing a talking kitty, but in character. So he's fucking around doing that as opposed to, you know, talking to the talking to the other characters the right way um so all these weird snide comments um i'm trying to remember there was one oh god the one i remember that is going to get me in trouble so this is this this is the show talking this was not me the same show that had the kid with the nice ass they had um hajime trying to motivate keichiro to run because he's a slow dumb kid no he's not retarded that's going to get me in trouble for saying that too. But you see what I mean. This show is not politically correct. So bear that in mind. This kid is not slow. Deal with it. But they play it off as in the dub version, that's what he is. And to motivate him to move faster, Hajime, out of context, just says, run like a big man, big black man's chasing you. And then Keijiro just starts whining. And he just starts running fast. And then it leads to the ghost showing up. Uh uh, just really fucking crass. I think there was a Hurricane Katrina victims joke in there. Um, 
Oh, God. I, I can't even think. The, uh, one of the other things I remember was, again, out of context cues. Normally, you don't have a lot of talking off screen. Mostly, you'd have the matching flaps and whatever. I think they just had an actor one day just talking about a car accident. And then as the car's careening forward, it's supposed to be this super intense scene. And he just goes, BAM! And then and then they pull that joke a second time, like five episodes later. Or you'd have a non sequitur at the beginning of all these episodes, like these construction guys talking about how they lost their wife because they walk they work too much, or how they're t- you know talking about a dude not jacking off in the in the porta potty stuff. And, and again, I'm not not be perfectly accurate, but again, as a as a weird proof of concept of like, let's just launch a fucking anime up to no end. It can succeed. If you were in the mood for any of those three shows, I say panty and stocking is the best one. Cause repent motherfuckers. Just, just great. And I'm glad they're getting a second season. Shin Chan. Like I loved when I watched it. I think I haven't gone back to it in a while, but it's got the same idea, but it does again, th- these shows have a shelf life, right? And Shin Chan was like 50 episodes to a hundred episodes. If they dubbed it or something like that, and they had a movie. Um, but same idea. If you're looking for something like that, where they have an anime or they have a cartoon that's trying to be like an American raunch cartoon, ghost stories is right in there. And again, you can watch the subversion if they have it and just fuck around with it and say, okay, is this really as bad that they really needed to mess around with it as they did? But because they messed around with it, now you have a show that has more notoriety in it. And, you know, it it has a better profile than millions of other shows, you know, because of that that uniqueness to it. Is it going to appeal to everybody? No. I've said some things that are probably going to get me in trouble for saying them. But again, I, I it, it was a different time. And if you want to kind of just transport and time capsule your way back to the early to mid-2000s where stuff like this was fine. You know, the Tifa calling Baird a naughty word that I accidentally said on, on this podcast. You know, things like that. That slipped out. We don't do that shit anymore. And it's not intentional, but in this show it was. They said, what can we get away with saying? Do we think this shit is funny? Let's just go with it. And it works. For the 20 episodes that they have, they just went all out and said, all right, let's see what the fuck happens. And I think it is memorable for that fact alone. So if you're in the market for something strange and something memorable, Ghost Stories certainly fits. Or as Greg Ayers told me once, Ghost Stories for the win. But that'll do it for our Halloween episodes. Next week is the SNES grab bag where I just go boom, 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 on like 10 or 20 different SNES games, whether they're big names, small names, obscure names, games that are not played anymore, much to my chagrin, games that won't be released anymore, much to my chagrin, Old school SNES fun stuff. After that, we do Spice and Wolf. I believe it's I, the Somnium Files. And then after that, I believe, is Death Parade. And as far as another game to go into December goes, 
after Death Parade. I've chosen, I've been putting this off for a while. I don't know why, but again, these were like, I have so many series that I haven't even touched yet, but this one I knew I was going to do eventually. I'm going to do Star Ocean 3, Till the End of Time. The new game is coming out soon, much to a maligned response. Not to be surprised, considering how the series has fared. But people tend to agree that 3, outside of the plot twist, was a terrible game after that point. But serviceable until then, and in a decent battle system for the time. But it's still enjoyable, and it's got a crazy, you know, alchemy or crafting system. So I'm like, eh, there's still some good things to it. But goddamn, that plot twist is terrible. But if you want to know what that plot twist is, that'll be December's episode. Yay! But that's not for a while. However, that'll do it for me. Uh, I do want to throw in a little uh, thank you to people who have recently commented, and I know I've mentioned this before, that people have mentioned that my show, that my shows and my channels have been underrated recently. Well, a lot of people, including this past week, uh, my follower numbers have definitely exploded quite a bit um, relative to what my pace was for a while. I think I've doubled in subscribers just this year alone, and we're not even done yet, considering the pace that I was on did not go anywhere. The second channel, obviously a lot of small views, but the people who are into these anime and video game reviews have constantly commented that my stuff is underrated or they wanted, you know, they want to show this off more. People who have been suggested my stuff more. That's unheard of for me because for the longest time I was not getting any notoriety at all. And, you know, is it is my stuff better than anyone else's? No. I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, given the limitations that I have with my vision, with, you know, what my technology can do and what my technological level and expertise is, I think it's an okay situation. And I think the people who have stuck around have enjoyed, you know, non-camera stuff. They've enjoyed the box of videos again when I am on camera. They've enjoyed Twitch being a rhythm game stream here and there. They understand the the limitations that go into this. Is it the best channel in the world? No, I'm not trying to be. Is it the worst channel in the world? No, but I don't know if there is a worst channel. I, I think it's all relative, right? But the fact that people, a lot of people recently have come to say, look, I was suggested this, I don't know why, but I like your stuff, or your stuff's underrated. You really should have more subscribers. Yeah, I mean... It, I'm flattered because I did put a lot of effort and spending a lot of money to set this stuff up, even if it doesn't look like, say, the best quality stuff in the world, because I don't know shit, but I have definitely worked hard for these last four or five years as a content creator, and, you know, everybody should. I do think it's fine. I think everybody has to do what they want to do the way they want to do it. If they're successful and they make millions of dollars out of it, you're one of the lucky ones. If it's me, I'm probably never going to make any money. I've made about $500 on Twitch here and there, but it's fine. Like, I do this because I find it fun, because I'm able to support myself, and this is what I enjoy. So having people come back to me and say, you know what? I've got a guy I want to show this to. I want people to show me this to. You know, I want people to see that you're underrated, and, you know, people are happy to talk about things that, you know... 
anime and Japanese RPGs are an underserved category, you know. And and I think there are a devote there is a devoted fan base for those older generations of people or people getting into this, you know, anime and Japanese RPG genre that do want to hear about this stuff. And, you know, you have a lot of channels that do that, and they do it way better than I do. But the fact that I have my little slice of my own to, you know, be to plant my flag and say, hey, this is the way I do it, and some people like it. So I, I can't complain. But I just wanted to throw out a thank you to those people. I, I do that every once in a while because, again, again, you do have to be grateful that anybody cares anybody watches your stuff or watches your art reads your novels listens to podcasts watch your games whatever you do if you enjoy what you do and other people enjoy it in turn that's the best feeling so i did want to express my gratitude in that but that'll do it for me and i'll see you guys next time citizen strife signing off <laughs>